Financial residency podcasts are brought to you this week by weatherbyhealthcare.com. Just as the right advice helps you thrive financially, the right support team allows you to excel professionally. Weatherby Healthcare's locums experts will match you with the best jobs, prepare you for success, and provide 24-7 support. The bottom line is that working locums with Weatherby helps you earn more money and take better control of your career. If that sounds like music to your ears, head over to weatherbyhealthcare.com slash payday to get started. Welcome to Coffee and Contracts with John Apino, brought to you by Financial Residency. John owns contract diagnostics and is an expert on physician contract negotiation and compensation review. If you have an idea for a podcast or a question you would like for him to answer on one of his shows, please email podcast at financialresidency.com. Now grab your cup of Java and get ready for Coffee and Contracts with John Apino. Hey, everybody, it's John Apino again with Contract Diagnostics, another quick episode of Coffee and Contracts. And this one, we're just talking about when you should walk. So sometimes people send us five contracts and they want us to look at all of them. Sometimes they just send us one and they try to negotiate it and it doesn't go according to plan. They want to increase the salary, increase the vacation, change the non-compete or the malpractice insurance tail payment or some other function of the contract. And they'll email, they'll call us and they'll say, hey, they said no to my requests. What do I do? And, you know, obviously there's multiple things you can do. You can re-request those things. You can adjust your ask. You can walk away or you can sign the deal as is now, or you can ask for a delay as you look for other opportunities, of course. Now, the when to walk away is an interesting thing to consider. I think there's a very respectful way to do that in every situation, but I would ask yourself when it comes to when to walk away, you know, if it's, there's a principle involved, obviously that's a totally different, a different animal, but if it's around pay, you know, look at the difference potential earnings over time. If we're talking $20,000 and you're in a 40% tax bracket, it's not $20,000 difference. It's 11, it's 12 maybe, you know, which averaged over the course of a year is 800 bucks a month or a thousand bucks a month. And is that enough to change your lifestyle and your pace up? Could be, it's a lot of money to put into a college fund for a kid or to put into your own retirement or pay down your student loans or help a family member or save for vacations and holidays. But if it's not a material amount and the opportunities, the benefits still outweigh the risk, we don't think that people should walk away from those. Now, if there's something that doesn't seem right, you know, you don't think you'd get along with the administration, you see if it's a 50-50 shot, it works out and you have to buy your tail insurance and you're in a specialty where tail insurance could cost 20, 40 or 100 grand uh, to, to buy, maybe those the risk equation doesn't work out and that's a good time to walk away. So for example, if I'm an OBGYN and I'm looking at signing a contract in say Baltimore and I'm only going to be there two years before I move with my spouse down to Texas and the private practice is saying, I need to buy my tail insurance. Of course, I'm going to try to negotiate them to pick up my tail insurance and I would be creative. We've got other episodes on creativity and negotiations and I might you know, request a tiering structure where it tiers over time. So I only have to pay 50% after my two years or a third or a tenth if they won't give it all. I might do a lower salary for an occurrence policy so I don't have to buy it. I might have certain things be triggering for when they would buy a tail or wouldn't buy a tail. But if that was one of those things where they just said, no, you're going to buy your tail, I would evaluate my risk for tail insurance or knowing that I need to buy it, what the cost would be. And I would likely walk away from that position because my assumption would be a tail for a two-year position in Baltimore and OBGYN could cost anywhere from 60, 70 to 140 grand 
for a job, that's not something that I would be willing to take unless they were paying significant dollar amounts and I was able to save to pay for that tail insurance, not assuming that the next employer will cover any prior acts or nose coverage. So that would be a situation where for me, the risk and the cost is just far too high and I would walk away. But if it's something over, you know, not documenting something and I maybe have trust and faith in this person, maybe I would still continue to sign the contract. If there's a track record of people leaving the employer because calls always too heavy and they won't document call in the contract or pay you for extra call, I might consider walking away because I wouldn't want to get stuck in a position that I can't control my schedule or I, I don't have any control over how much I work and how much I earn. Uh, another situation would be a, a contract where I, I can't leave. There's no no-cost termination for two years or three years. I would consider walking away from that position because I would want flexibility in my life and my career if something doesn't smell right with the employer or the position or my colleagues, or if I just get a better offer, or if I've got a spouse or a loved one that needs to move, I want that flexibility in my career to terminate and walk away, even if there's costs involved with it. So every situation is very different. And I encourage you guys to evaluate the totality of the deal when it comes to walking away from an offer, not just saying I want 200,000 and you're only going to get to 195. So give it to me or I'm going to walk away. I think there's much more to the process, which and I think everyone listening would agree. But when it comes to walking away from the negotiating table, which is sometimes a very successful tactic in getting what you want, they could call your bluff or they could come back and give you everything you want because they don't want to lose you as far as recruiting you as a physician. So when to walk away is a very interesting question. And if we can help you guys decide that at all, as far as your contract and the risk involved, feel free to give us a call at Contract Diagnostics. We'll be here. But I'm hoping that I provide us a couple of things for all, you all to think about today as you look at, do I walk away from this contract or do I not? Future episodes, of course, on do I leave my position or do I stick it out based on you know forced change or based on changes to their compensation schedule or based on you know changes to my colleagues and staffing levels and obligations and duties and services? So keep an, keep an ear out for more of those coming up in the future. We love doing these and we'll, we'll plan on doing multiple ones per week as long as we have something to share, which I think we've got years and years of content. So enjoy the rest of the day, everybody. We look forward to our next time together. If you're ready to start boosting your earning power with locums, Head over to weatherbyhealthcare.com slash payday to learn more.